Hey guys, this is Callan McAuliffe, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And keeping with the whole coronavirus theme, I am speaking today with the guitar player Trey from the band Creeping Death. That's probably a bad segue, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's all good. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? So, yeah, we were just talking a little bit before we got got started. Uh, uh, Cleveland Browns fan, huh? Absolutely. And uh, I just want to say I'm really happy they changed those jerseys, those eyesores of a jersey they've had the last five years. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm a diehard Browns fan, man. Uh, My mom's from Ohio, uh, and she grew up a Browns fan, so obviously she passed that on to me. Um, I've been struggling with everyone up that area at the (laughs) same time since since 99, since they came back. You know, I'm hoping uh, they can turn it around, but, you know, it's it's still the Browns, so we'll see. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm in – my my tail end of my 40s so you know i've been through a lot with these cleveland browns oh yeah my mom still shudders when when people mention john elway so i mean i i, I understand <laughs> oh, oh i know i just felt it in my chest when you said, <laughs> said that mentioned yeah. that name but uh I, you know i mean i i got to the point where i just kind of gave up like i was telling you i live right down the street from the the training center and i just got to the point where it was just like i can't i can't do it anymore and you know yeah. I, i'm i'm sober now i used to drink back in my day you know and mm-hmm. but for whatever reason when i seen that video footage of baker smashing that beer on his head and shotgunning it or whatever <laughs> like stone cold God. style i was just like all right uh-huh. i'm going to start watching again <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they can uh, turn it around here soon. Yeah, man, we'll see, we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, we're we're going to be on here talking just about uh, Cleveland Browns <laughs> this time. Yeah, sorry for the non-sports fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem, man. We try and cover every kind of different uh, anything entertainment uh, on on the show. So um, wherever we go, we go. You know. But uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, you know, see with uh, you know everything going on. Uh, in the world, what's what's life been like? I mean, you're you're in Texas, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all the way down in. Uh, I live in Fort Worth, Texas, right now. Okay, and what's it been like down there uh, during this whole uh, coronavirus thing? Pretty much. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, people. For, I mean, when it first started, uh, people were panic buying everything, and it was kind of hectic. But now it's kind of kind of got a flow to it, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it, there's still you're gonna have those contingency of people that want to go out and do stuff, um, and there's half the people wanting to stay in and stay away. And Texas is it's it, you know it's big and spread out enough that if you want to stay away, you can if you want. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've just been I'm uh, I'm lucky. I'm blessed enough to still have a job right now. I work in mental health, so um, oh, obviously okay. people are are yeah people are still gonna want to. 
Yeah, know, I'm sure you're probably picking people. up some extras now, you know, people freaking yeah, out. Yeah. You know, the media fear yeah, and everything. Sure. Uh, yeah, so people are pretty, the anxiety's pretty high right now. So, um, you know, uh, the office, I'm lucky as well because the office itself is closed. The doctors aren't seeing any face-to-face patients, but uh, I'm up there answering phones and things like of that nature. And um, there's no one there, so it's pretty peaceful. And uh, then I just come home, I play Call of Duty Warzone, or I play Madden, or I play God of War, whatever video game I happen, happen to be playing. <laughs> That's pretty much my whole life since this whole thing has uh, kicked off. Since um, We were in the middle of a tour when it happened and it got yeah. canceled. Yeah, so um, that's basically been it since uh, since it's been since quarantine's been started. And how would you say your governor's been handling things down there? I mean, I always look at Texas like you know what we're going to do what we want, and we you know it's all about freedom, you know. But uh, how how's yeah. how's he been handling things down there? What's his name, Governor I mean, Greg Abbott? Yeah, I mean personally, I like I, I guess you can do whatever you want, but I, I'm more worried about. I don't think people are thinking about the the healthcare workers that if people do want to go out like and do stuff like and you do get sick like someone's gonna have to take care of you and they're already so you know stressed as it is so i just don't want to see more people stress the healthcare system as it is i'd rather everyone just kind of wait it out yeah wait but, it I mean, out I get, I, yeah but i mean i get it you want to get out and you want to do stuff and whatnot but you know try to try to weigh that out i guess that's what i would say I'm personally, see, my choice, I'm personally staying inside until I, I am absolutely comfortable. The only people I'm seeing are my family and my bandmates. And that's really because we were already on tour when this stuff was happening. So we were already together for the last, for a while. So Where were you guys I mean, at exactly when you got the news and then you just had to head home, huh? Um, we were actually very lucky because... Um, where we finished off on the tour, uh, we had a week break and we were going to meet up in Salt Lake City on the 20th. Um, so we finished off in Austin on the 11th. Um, so we were able to go back home and, and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, previously before that, we, we had pretty much driven through all of the hot spots just on the tours we were in. On uh, We played the entire West Coast and then we drove across the country to the East Coast. We played in Long Island then we drove all the way down south, played in florida and back to texas so you know it was uh it was kind of crazy we had to all pretty much get get home and kind of just stay in for a minute so but yeah it's all we're all good now Every, everybody's healthy uh we're writing new music right now you know making good use of time and stuff like that so we're all good in our, our camp yeah right it's now. not all just call of duty right you're putting some creativity out there yeah yeah i definitely got <laughs> got a lot of uh voice memos going on the old iphone Oh, nice, nice. So, um, I was checking out your uh, your video uh, for uh, ripping through the flesh, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to. I was curious, where did you guys uh, film that at? Uh, we actually filmed it in two places. We filmed it in the cave with no name in Bernie, Texas. It's like maybe two hours outside of Austin, and maybe. Forty-five to an hour outside of San Antonio, somewhere in that in that space in between hill country there, um, and then the other cave was the Wonder Cave in San Marcos, Texas, right there by um, Texas State's campus. Um, so it was two places. They oh, were two separate really cool. caves, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two okay, yeah. It, lo- it looked badass. I liked that. I was like, oh yeah, it was really cool. The cave that uh, so Reese and Lincoln filmed theirs at the cave with no name. 
and that cave is like a seven story walk downstairs and then the room they said that they took tried to take pictures to let you know how big it was but like it was you couldn't because it was just so massive that everything was just dwarfed and pictures couldn't do it justice so i was like man you guys were lucky because uh, our cave it was as it was really cool still but uh not nearly as big and extravagant as theirs wow sweet sweet and what was the story that was being told in in the video because everything was like happening so fast i mean you guys were jamming in the cave and then you know people were getting <laughs> like ripped apart and stabbed and everything yeah, that's just the, the, the whole basis of the song. Uh, Reese comes up with all the lyrics and all the themes and things of that nature, album art ideas. Um, so their their idea for the song basically comes from their favorite game, uh, RuneScape. It's basically just this uh, MMO, which is a massively multiplayer online RPG game um, that he plays or they play with their clan uh, or whatever. And basically... Um, sometimes they do these were are the equivalent of just raids where you go into an area you try to get the treasure or the loot or whatever and you try to obviously other people are trying to get it too so you're fighting those people for it and that's basically the where the idea comes from it was just kind of born out of that it, they play that game every day so it's just kind of where it came from but i mean not all of the songs on the album itself are about video games you know Reese talks about anxiety, politics, and all sorts of stuff. It, it kind of ranges, so it's not just a bunch of video game nonsense and stuff like that. <laughs> well, no, it was it was a cool video, and like I said, I'm a, I'm big into caves and stuff like that, so it looked like something to definitely check out if we once we get to travel again. Um, yeah, yeah. So you were saying you guys are working on some new stuff. Like, uh, how how are you guys making it happen? Then you're not able to kind of get together and jam though right you're kind of just you're recording your parts at home and sending it to uh, oh no we have we, we have a, a a spot that we can we can practice at where like nobody goes it's basically ours our area so okay we're able to we're all we're able to leave our stuff there we can get together and there's not really any any outside things so we uh we can keep it together when we need to get together we uh we haven't gotten together in a minute but we have written uh we've got pieces of new songs and stuff like that um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep banging it out um i'm probably gonna start trying to record things uh here and there on my computer and send it out to them if i get more um recording equipment i'm starting to get more of that stuff in so you know slow it's a process but uh yeah you know we, we're still we're able to meet uh, on a very like limited basis uh so we just got to make use of our time pretty much yeah yeah and like i mean you were, we were talking about mental health and you working in that field it's i mean it's got to you, you need an outlet everybody needs an outlet absolutely you know so absolutely. it's got to be uh you know good for you guys therapeutic to get together and jam and create during these times yeah absolutely for sure and uh it's big enough that we could stay apart but you know i don't think anywhere is really sick or anything like that but you know it's good to take precautions just in case yeah but uh i mean i'm i'm anxious to 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 see you know what kind of uh this situation how it'll be influenced through the the music and the lyrics on upcoming uh the upcoming uh music from you guys oh uh, yeah i uh i mean as far as the, as the music music goes um 
you know, I think you're just going to see, uh, hopefully, a, a, you know, a, a nice progression from uh, Retro Illusions. I think we're going to use use a lot of the same influences, but, uh, you know, add some new ones here and there. So we're going to try to do our thing and jam out. As far as the lyrics, if Reese writes anything about being in quarantine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill him. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be like, veto, come on, be more creative. Come on now, Reese. <laughs> exactly i mean go into like saying running out of like toilet paper or something like that you know something yeah, like... <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh man um so uh w- you know when when now you play guitar in the band uh mm-hmm. when did you uh like how old were, would you say you were when you realized that you wanted to play music you know uh and then what influenced you like towards playing guitar um, I actually started playing music when I was about 12. Uh, I'm actually a drummer. Usually I usually play drums. My mom taught me how to play drums when I was 12. Um, I did percussion in band from, um, seventh grade to ninth grade. So from like 12 to 14, pretty much. So that gave me a lot of underlying basis of, uh, rhythm, you know, how to read music and stuff like that. So that helped, uh, definitely learning guitar later on. Uh, I didn't learn guitar until I was about 19. Oh, cool. uh, so, yeah, so I taught myself how to play with ultimategutartabs.com. <laughs> so I just <laughs> kind of learned uh, just other other songs from bands I liked, and then I just kind of picked up on the tendencies of, you know, what sounds good after this part and all that stuff, you know, which, which notes go after which notes and make certain sounds. And uh, basically, I learned scales and stuff but i just had to read it as numbers <laughs> for a minute but um yeah that's just kind of how i learned how to get, play guitar uh i really learned how to wanted to learn how to play guitar because i was tired of um not being able to play a musical instrument like at all times it was driving me nuts that my uh my best friend growing up he was always the guitar guy and i was the drum guy so when we would jam i would always obviously be drums but we would be hanging out later and he'd just have his guitar and I'd be like, man, I want to play drums right now, but I can't because it's, you know, yeah. 11 p.m. at night. So that's kind of why I wanted to get a guitar. It was just kind of, you know, have something to jam on when I couldn't play drums. And it's funny because now it's like my basically my main instrument now. I, had, I don't play drums nearly, nearly as much as I used to. And uh, definitely lost some chops there, but um, I keep getting better at guitar, so. I guess it's an even trade-off. Yeah, yeah, definitely a plus. So you were saying your mom got you into uh, playing the drums and stuff. Uh, what kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, music would you say? Uh, I mean, do you remember, like, as a kid growing up and, like, your mom, like, very musical herself? And Oh, yeah, she uh, she taught me how to play the drums. Um, she played in, like, hair metal bands in, uh, the, in Ohio, actually. Um, I can't remember their name. She played an all-girl like hair metal band in the late 80s and they toured around no uh, ohio in the midwest yeah but yeah i know some I, people that probably know them too and she they, and where were you guys at at the time you said columbus when she lived here oh uh, she, she she yeah she grew she was born and raised in columbus um yeah so that she um yeah she played that was like the late 80s uh early 90s and then um yeah and then she did that for a little bit so she gets it like she was definitely instilled the whole music thing into me. Um, it was funny because even though she played lots of rock and guitar music and um, Rush and Metallica and Slayer and Pantera and stuff like that around me as a kid, 
um, I didn't really take to it at all. I was mostly a, a rap and R&B kid until I was about 12. And then I, I, something just clicked, and she played Tom Sawyer uh, for again for probably the 400th millionth time. And she was just like, Trey, I just, this drum solo. And she just like <laughs> air drummed it. And I was like, okay, this is sick. Like, I want to learn how to do this. She was like, all right, I can get you a drum set whenever we have the money to get you a drum set. We can get you one. And she was she was true to her word. She got me a drum set. And, you know, that's where it kind of started. That's great, man. What a good mom. She wanted to save you from falling into that hip-hop trap, you know? She's like, I'm not giving up on my son. I'm bringing him back. Uh, hey, I still love, I still love hip-hop. She loves hip-hop. We, we all listen to – we. that's the cool thing about my family is that we, we are not limited to, like, anything. We listen to every single type of music under the sun, and I think that it helps me with playing metal and, and creeping death because sometimes people, I don't think, really will pick up on – uh, influences that aren't necessarily um, outside of that genre, you know, because I would say I'm absolutely influenced by soul, R&B and, and hip hop and stuff like that. Because to me, it's not just about the the notes and stuff. It's more about the, the rhythm and the feeling you get from the music. And I think that music like that, soul, hip hop and R&B, it, it conveys like a swing, a feeling you know, a mood to it that you can kind of, you can bring to metal like a groove, you know? So that's kind of like, that's, that's uh, definitely uh, how I work that into that as well. So No, um, I get what you're I saying. Like, I just, I mean, I liked the older stuff, the stuff my oh, kids yeah, are listening sure. to today. I'm like, oh my gosh. I... Uh, yeah. Some of the SoundCloud rap isn't for everyone. I feel that for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, there's still, there's still good stuff out there for sure too. Good. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch. Go ahead, what's up? Okay. 
like any of the other uh like could you name some of the bands that like influenced you as a youth that you know um um like um like as a musician yeah uh for sure uh i mean every kid in texas who picks up guitar at some point is influenced by Dimebag and pantera so definitely that one um a big one people probably wouldn't expect for me is prince um just as a musician in general uh, Prince is one of my favorite artists and has been since uh, I was literally a baby. So um, that that's definitely a big one. Um, as far as uh, definitely, obviously, Neil Peart, Rush, uh, inspired me to play drums. Um, as far as, like, guitar playing, I, I was so old by the time I learned how to do stuff that really the only thing I kind of got inspired by was the, you know, the the like the dot the dive bombs and things like that because i had to learn through ultimate guitar so it was a little bit different than having like someone teach you or you're you're a little kid and you're learning from like something else um but for the drums definitely um 
it's funny the the drummer for uh vince sevenfold i used to be a really big uh vince sevenfold fan when i was a little kid um the whole reason i can use a double kick pedal is that and uh stuart copeland definitely rhythmically um stuart copeland please dude like rhythmically man that that has inspired me as a musician i i think and and syncopation and things like that just constantly uh because of just music like that you know so i try to bring a little bit of everything into into music you know oh, that's great At least my music oh good good to hear good to hear um so since you've been playing guitar and stuff do you have like an all-time favorite riff beast out there that you're just like man if i could hit hit it like this guy you know somebody that you look at and you're like man i gotta uh, learn that i mean uh i mean definitely like dying dying back but if you're talking about people who are still like playing and going around um dude uh blake, blake from power trip plays so clean i i would love to clean up my especially my solos clean up being able to play and shred like that um definitely it's funny because uh people always ask like questions like this and i always tell them uh eric like our bass player he that definitely eric is one of uh my biggest um helps and inspirations in playing guitar because he's seriously been there since i started playing guitar so any question i had or anything i needed help with i would always go to eric i'd go to eric for advice and i would go to eric for um just anything guitar related and so definitely eric is shapes my guitar playing and guitar skills probably more than any person i would say oh that's cool that's cool that you guys yeah. got that uh i mean you're kind of you guys got to be like family man you're you're with each other yeah, all absolutely. the time hitting the road so it's good to have uh you know that absolutely. support and i've known leader. eric i've known i've known eric since at this point it's near 10 years so we're we've been we've been around the block together for sure that's cool cool man uh what's so what would you say is on the horizon for for creeping death right now i mean i know everything's kind of like on pause but you know eventually you'll be back out playing again the oh yeah absolutely as soon you know as soon as we're able we're gonna go we're gonna start touring again as soon as it's safe and able for people to attend shows and stuff uh like that again we're definitely gonna hit the road hard um we were in the middle of hitting the road hard and we had a base we had a bunch of stuff in the spring before the summer hit um that was going on and um, you know now we have a bunch of leftover merch and all this stuff so we're we're gonna be hitting it hard for sure um and now with the downtime um we're gonna try our best to get some new music out um i won't probably not this year but definitely we're gonna be getting new music out sooner than we would have uh if this didn't happen so uh, we're we're gonna be writing some tunes and expect that soon hopefully now did you have any anything uh book that hasn't been canceled yet or just everything's gonna be starting from scratch for you guys um there's certain things uh like psycho las vegas i think technically hasn't canceled yet but um i don't I, i'm august is very up in the air i don't know what's going to be going on in august especially you know something like that big uh so i guess we'll see um, we got, I mean, we have tour offers still, uh, for this year going out into the fall. So, um, well, I guess, it, you know, it's just this waiting game, waiting game. You know, we'll wait and see it's all we can really do is just, uh, control what we can control, which is us trying to write some new tunes and stuff like that. So exactly. Good, yeah. Good point there. That's what I've been telling some of my, 
friends and family that, you know, when the anxiety starts getting them from the, the news and all that stuff, I'm like, look, do we have any control over it? I mean, me, myself being, being sober, I, you know, work the program and I'm in uh, the serenity prayer, something I've been saying a lot. Do I have control over this situation? No, I don't. So, you know, all we can do is like wait yeah. and work on what we can. So uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you some of the questions that I, I asked my regulars on here. Um, like, who would you say are you like your top three musical artists? Oof, that is so hard because it it, it changes from, from genre to genre. And sometimes day to day for me. Yeah, it, it sounds it, like it. It sounds like it with, yeah. with the wide uh, influence that you have there. And that, yeah, which is great, yeah. though. Um, Maybe you could pick like well, you already mentioned Prince. Uh, maybe yeah, uh, Prince is up there. Rush is up there. Um, so it's like I have one for like metal. So it's like Metallica up there, Slayer is up there. Um, as far as death metal goes, uh, definitely uh, Blood Red Throne, um, and then like Obituary and Sepultura and stuff like that. Um, uh, we're talking like maybe hardcore then definitely um trapped under ice big for me um half heart trash talk uh for talking uh like formative for for like hip-hop definitely like east coast stuff uh biggie nas stuff like that that's that's definitely like formative for me my dad's from new york so big east coast hip-hop head so that's that's kind of way it's like what i'm into so it's just it's you know it just it depends you know it's it's so much like even now uh, there's probably a bunch of people that i uh, like 15 minutes from now i'm gonna be in the car just listening to music or something just like oh i should have said this one or oh i should have said this one or yeah when your playlist is on oh. shuffle it could be anything right <laughs> exactly exactly it's like oh man this one i love this one it's like how did i not think of this the other day so that's yeah. great there's probably a bunch a bunch i'm forgetting so so this next one's probably going to be tough for you too. Then, um, <laughs> is there a, a, a song that you feel has inspired you in life? Like maybe there was like a really dark time or something you were dealing with, and then there was just that one go-to song that was just like, okay. Oh, actually, this question is super easy for me. It is "Return of the Mac" by Mark Morrison. It has been my favorite song of all time, according to my mother. It's been my favorite song of all time, basically since. It's come out. So I'm, I'm 26. I think that song came out in 96. So I was three. So from <laughs> basically from the time I was three or four years old to now, it's been my favorite song like the whole time. So it's swagger that, as a toddler then, huh? <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that's what, see, that's the stuff they were playing when I was like a little kid, you know, just bumping stuff like that and back Black Street and, you know, Boys to Men, you know, you know that, that, that kind of stuff. Cool, cool. So, do you have like a uh, a morning ritual or routine that you try and keep with every day? Um, like during quarantine. Oh, I mean, even out of quarantine, is there something you try and like a basic routine, or is um, it just get up, get ready, and go to work, basically? Yeah. Um. You know, if I'm not on, I guess if I'm on tour, um. Well, it's kind of the same, I guess. I, I I'm pretty good about waking up, so I'll. I'm usually up and at them by at least nine, even even during quarantine. Um, my only issue now is that the only really big difference is that 
instead of getting a full night's sleep, I sleep in like four hour increments throughout the day. So I'll wake, go to, I'll go to bed and I'll wake up three or four hours later and it'll be like four or five in the morning and then I'll fall asleep again and then I'll wake up at nine and then I'll be up for a little bit and then I'll take a long nap during the day and then I'll be up for a little bit and then I'll sleep again at night. And it's like, it's just this weird, bizarro time, like, loop that I'm in yeah, right now. Yeah, it seems now. like everybody's throwing off right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I was, I'm, I'm lucky enough to still have a job and go to work. So when I wake up early for work, it's like, it's fine because I'm still, my body's still used to waking up fairly early. But I still, at the same time, I'm not getting the same rest as I, I should be. I gotcha. Um, is there a favorite place that you've visited? like either on the tours or any time through your life that you just always are like, man, I got to go back there or I enjoy going there. And that's so many questions. I, or not, I mean, got questions. So many places. Um, man, I love going to California. Um, I was actually born in California. So um, my, we lived there for kind of a short time, but I love going back and I love visiting and it's beautiful. And I have a lot of friends there and, it's musically, we've never had a bad show in California. California puts on for Creeping Death. It's really, really sick, honestly. Um, I also love going to Colorado. It's beautiful Colorado. Um, again, another place that we always have good shows. Um, I love going to Canada. Um, especially, uh, it's weird. Uh, it's the love-hate thing because um, I can't speak French. Um, and it's really, it's not hard to get around but it's a little bit harder than what i'm used to getting around and stuff like that and sometimes my debit card doesn't work but like in montreal i love playing in montreal we all that's another place that we've never had a bad show there um always crazy so canada in general um i love um what else i don't know every every place that we go has its like you know kind of it's it's perks. I, I love going to the Midwest too. People people like to hate on the Midwest, but people are super nice. The hospitality is super nice. Um, the the shows are good. People just you know people come out. They buy stuff. They support you. It's really cool. You know, it's a very very um, there's like a a tight knit feeling every time we come here with just people in general. It's very family like. You know, it's cool. I like it a lot. Sweet sweet. Um, is there like a band that you've, uh, can you, can you name like one particular band that you've had like the most fun with on the road? Um, um, I guess just by default, I'm going to have to say Fuming Mouth, but that's only because we've done a tour every year since 2018 together. So, um, and it's like not, we, we do it on, it's on purpose, but it's not like on purpose. Uh, it's like, Oh yeah, so and so like hit us up for this tour. I heard they were hitting you up. Like, oh, let's do it. And like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, okay. So it's um we we've had a lot of fun with them. We did um a full US with them last June. Um and it, that was incredible, one of the best times we've had as a band. Because it was just us two. Uh so we were in it together and you know, it was very uh not DIY because it was still a booking agent and all that booked it. Um, but it was smaller places and stuff like that, and it was two bands, so it felt very like close, you know what I'm saying? And there's only a couple of them, so we were. It was, you know, it was basically just like a band of one band going out and playing two bands together. So it's really cool. All of our times with them, we were actually just with them again um, with the Acacia Strain, Riding Out, and Chamber uh, when the tours 
all got canceled in the middle of it. So um, our drummer Lincoln was filling in for them uh, at the time, and they were actually on their way to California, and they actually just ended up uh, turning around because they were like, I don't think, well, mostly because Link, like Lincoln probably should have gotten home um, with everything going on. Uh, and then they were they were like, well, if we have to go all the way back to Boston, then we might we shouldn't go all the way to California. Things aren't going to make it. So it was a kind of a bad situation to end on, but everything's going to eventually get back and we're going to get back on our streak. We all, we talked about we were like, hey, we have to do a tour at least one run every year <laughs> just as a bit, you know, just to keep the streak going. That's cool. That's cool. So they're like your favorite travel companions pretty much, huh? Yeah. They're the homies. They're the homies. Nice. Um, so favorite toy as a child and why? Favorite toy as a child and why? I would probably have to say I used to have uh, – it's funny because these things are worth like a bunch of money now. But I used to have two – okay, this is the dual answer. Um, I used to have a, a Millennium like Falcon like toy like from the 90s and i looked it up and those things are literally worth a couple of grand now and then um i had an atat toy from the 90s as a kid and those were always my two favorite toys i would always center i would play with those things and i would center my legos like around it because i didn't have any other like star wars action figures so i just had to make stuff with what was going on around so I like those. Um, later on, I, I got really into collecting um, those toy diecast cars, like uh, not like the Hot Wheels ones, but like the bigger scale ones. I had like a pretty big collection of those when I was a little bit uh, older. But yeah, those are those are my favorite ones. Yeah, I had those Star Wars. I had the Millennium Falcon too, and and all the figures. And I was just like, yeah. And then I was just an idiot, like you know lighting them on fire and stuff like that, burying <laughs> them in the sandbox. And it's like, now you look today, right. you're like, damn, how much money did I just waste? It's like, right. It's like, man, I could have uh, saved myself some rent one week <laughs> or something like that. Exactly. Um, so do you have a favorite wrestler? Ooh, man, I haven't watched wrestling in so long. Um, let's see. I like back in the day. I think my favorite wrestler was um, Rey Mysterio, and um, oh man, I, okay. I liked Rey Mysterio. I liked Stone Cold. I liked um, Eddie Guerrero, and I liked uh, Rob Van Dam. Those oh, yeah. are, and I, I those are the ones I remember specifically always rooting for, and it's because I liked their their moves pretty much rvd would do the five star frog splash and at the time i had a bunk bed and i would always jump from the top of the bunk bed onto a bed of pillows onto the ground (laughs) trying to do that (laughs) as a little kid that was wild oh yeah um so uh is there you know i I usually ask everybody this one too because uh i'm a veteran myself and I, i remember when i was uh mobilized overseas how you know i mean talk about kind of being used to being quarantined you know mm-hmm. um and finding stuff to do to occupy your time i would always like like love listening to podcasts and stuff like that that's another thing that inspired me to do this so is there mm-hmm. any message that you have for our military members currently overseas um stay up keep your head up stay safe stay healthy um 
my parents funny both my parents were actually in the military too that's where they met my mom was in the air force and my dad uh he was an officer in the navy for like uh 20 something years so we moved out we moved around a whole lot that's why i lived in california because obviously naval bases there and stuff so yeah definitely have ties in the military and stuff so you know stay safe stay healthy um same, probably the same, my same message is the same for everyone, you know, just stay safe, stay healthy, take care of your loved ones, take care of yourself. Um, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, it's been great talking to you. Uh, where, where can people, uh, that want to like keep up with your music and everything during this time where, or, or they haven't heard it yet, where would you send them to, to check it out? Um, you could find us on any social media, um, we're on Facebook under Creeping Death. We're Instagram and Twitter, Creeping Death TX. Um, if you want to support us, the best way, honestly, is to buy our plethora of leftover merch <laughs> that we have on our big cartel. That's uh, creepingdeath.bigcartel.com. Um, we have everything that we had that on tour um, up in the store. We'll ship it to you pretty much wherever. Um, we actually have a special now we're, we're selling some um some some masks uh, creeping death masks also on our big cartel so you can scoop those up as well um for the time being awesome awesome all right one last favor from you trey uh do you mind cutting a promo id for the uh radio show here yeah sure just uh introduce yourself and say you know you're listening to today's boondoggle okay this is Trey. I play guitar in Creeping Death, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, it was great talking with you. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it, when, when you guys come through, like, the Cleveland area, we'll connect, and maybe I'll take you down by the training camp. Hell, yeah. That would be sick. I, I need more Browns merch, TBH, so I, I'm absolutely down for that. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, once again, great talking with you. Stay safe and hope to see you guys out there soon. Thank you. You too, man.
So he stayed on the base, right? When we come back, we had this one active duty asshole named Minnick. Guy was a dick. Well, anyway, he had a girlfriend and a wife. Well, the girlfriend and his wife, they both called and asked him, well, when's he going to be here? And he told them both the same time, what time the plane's coming. So when he come down the thing, his girlfriend was running toward him and his wife was running toward him. <laughs> he, he, he wanted to climb back on the I hope they both weren't the pregnant. Oh, my God. <laughs> they really... Savage, with you laughing his ass. I know, he was laughing his ass. Oh, man. Nice. You see a Boston Minnick? Minnick, yeah. I'm shocked by that. (laughs) (laughs) That does not surprise me. Thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.